This is A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends, a podcast ministry of Somebody Cares America, being a tangible expression of Christ in a hurting world. Welcome to A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends. I want to invite you to head over to somebodycares.org. There a screen is going to pop up. You'll enter your information and then you can choose what content you'd like to receive from us. Resources available are Doug Stringer's teaching, prayer ministry, our Monday morning encouragement called Provoke a Thought, or Somebody Cares Updates. If the box doesn't appear as you open up somebodycares.org, simply scroll to the bottom of the page and you'll see a place to enter your email there. Now, as we begin this episode, I want you to lean in and listen to this prophetic picture that the book of Esther reveals about the church today and God's desire for us to be in his presence. How will we answer the summon of our king? I've been sharing a message the last few weeks and have been developing something for an article called The King is Summoning His Bride. The King is Summoning His Church. In the days of Esther, in the midst of the most difficult of circumstances, God did a miracle for His people because of Mordecai, Esther, and those who fasted and prayed. Today they celebrate because of the goodness of God, but notice the contrast in events leading up to that time. When Queen Vashti was summoned by the king of Persia to come into his presence while he was having a party, she refused. I don't know the back end of the story and why she didn't want to go, but scripture says there became a decree that she could no longer come into the presence of the king. She was banished from his presence. Now, conversely, Queen Esther boldly was able to come before the king of Persia, found favor in his sight, and was received, exposing the diabolical and nefarious plans and saving her people. How much more should we then respond when our heavenly king is summoning us into his presence? Hebrews chapter 4 verse 16 says, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Recently, prior to Purim, I was at a church service sharing, and it dawned on me how many of us in the church are like Queen Vashti, and that our Lord is summoning us and beckoning us into His presence, and for whatever various reasons, we have resisted Him. While Esther boldly went before the king and found favor with him. How many of us at times have taken for granted our relationship with our king, When he beckons us, we're too busy for him. Esther risked her life and approached the king because of Haman, who harbored the spirit of death and hatred and wanted to destroy anything associated to Esther's people, the Jews. He wanted to destroy the people of God of the day. And yet, in that kind of circumstance, we see Queen Esther who comes into the presence of an earthly king and finds favor with him. And because of that, Haman's plans were thwarted by Esther. That's the kind of church that God is looking for. Through this story of a faulted or earthly king in a very faulted situation, God is telling us that he wants his people, his church, in his presence. Let me detour just for a brief moment, because I love this quote by Samuel Chadwick, who was born in 1860 and died in 1932. But he said, the one concern of the devil is to keep Christians from praying. He fears nothing from prayerless studies, prayerless work, 
and prayerless religion. He laughs at our toil, mocks at our wisdom, but trembles when we pray. There's something about the power of humility, knee posture, and vertical worship when we pray that God hears the cries of His people and moves and responds in a way that seems humanly impossible. We see that during a time of pending disaster when Esther fasted and prayed, some believed for three days with no water and no food. That's not easy, is it? Because of that, today the Jews celebrate Purim as a time to remember the deliverance of God. Purim is observed every year on the 14th of the Hebrew month called Adar, which is late winter, early spring. The day of deliverance became a day of feasting, gladness, and rejoicing, as well as a time of gratitude and thanksgiving. Perm is also marked by the giving and exchanging of gifts and food, as well as giving charity to the needy and poor. You see, Perm 2021 was celebrated on Thursday night, February 25th, continued through Friday evening of the 26th, and extended in Jerusalem through Sunday. See, it commemorates the divinely orchestrated intervention and providence of God to bring salvation of God's people, the Jewish people, in the ancient Persian Empire from Haman's plot to destroy, kill, and annihilate them. In places of worship around the world, the entire book of Esther is read during Purim as a reminder and to celebrate Mordecai, Esther, and the reversal of Haman's death decree. Now, many of us might disregard some of the Jewish traditions, but in reality, if these traditions, just like any other traditions, become mere religious form, they are powerless. But if we see these as landmarks, as opportunities to remember how God has been faithful, that He is our Savior and our Deliverer, then they will remind us that God is also faithful today and tomorrow. We don't worship the landmarks, but we do remember those landmarks, and we do worship the living God as we see that He has been with us all along the way and can take us into our future. Like in the days of ancient Persia, the days of Esther and Mordecai, I believe that the spirit of Haman is still around us today. We see such a global challenge against the Word of God, against God and His people. There is so much we can learn from the story of Queen Esther and the celebration of Purim. The spirit of Haman, rooted in the spirit of hatred, murder, bitterness, jealousy, and envy, is still at work today as it was in the days of Esther, and it still wants to destroy God's people. A good question for all of us is this. Do you think in your heart that you will escape any more than all the others? You see, Esther 4, verse 13 through 16 says, Mordecai told them to answer Esther, Do you think in your heart that you will escape in the king's palace any more than all the other Jews? For if you remain completely silent at this time, relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. Yet who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this? Then Esther told them to reply to Mordecai, Go gather all the Jews who are present in Shushan and fast for me. Neither eat nor drink for three days, night or day. And so I will go to the king, which is against the law. And if I perish, I perish. There is so much in those few verses. But what really tugs at my heart is the statement, If you remain completely silent at this time, Mordecai goes on to say, Relief and deliverance will arise for the Jews from another place, but you and your father's house will perish. 
There's so much going on around us that we can remain silent or we can be a people that let God's light shine in and through us in such a way that others are drawn into him. God is calling us to reveal to the world around us who their savior is and who their liberator is, who their deliverer is. And yet, who knows whether you and I have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. I love what Mordecai says to Esther when he says that. Yet, who knows whether you have come to the kingdom for such a time as this. Could it be that you and I also, in a world that is going through so much difficulty, people are struggling around us, that you and I have been brought into the kingdom for such a time as this? We live in a world where the proverbial Pandora's box has been opened up in many ways. I wrote down the Pied Piper wants payment and is cleverly and enchantingly leading minds and hearts and souls astray. What may seem to have been good intentions by some has created a Frankenstein monster instead. But in this cancel culture, we find ourselves today, this reality remains, you can't cancel out God. Church, Jesus isn't going anywhere. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. No matter what goes on around us, or if the world tries to censor us, or try to censor or cancel out the words of Jesus, it ain't happening. Jesus is still the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He is still on His throne, and He is still the hope of glory, Christ in us. And He is still the one that the world needs, even though they may not yet know it. And this may come as a surprise to many. This is not the worst time in our history. We're still a blessed people, and we've got so much yet to do. We don't have to bow our knee to Baal. We don't have to bow our knee to the kings of this world. We show respect for people and for authorities, but we don't have to follow the Pied Piper. We are the ones who should be the pace setters. We are the ones who don't have to put on compassion because Christ is in us, is compassion. We don't have to put on some garment of the world because we have the garments of righteousness in Christ Jesus. We don't have to put on something that we're not. With the Lord in our hearts, we wear the garments of the Lord and can be all that He calls us to be and to reflect His love and compassion to the world around us. Jesus said, If He be high and lifted up, He would draw all men unto Himself. The voice of the Lord is still louder than all the voices of this world. But I also believe we're coming into a current season, just like the days of Purim, where we will see a day of deliverance that becomes a day of feasting, gladness, and rejoicing, as well as a time of gratitude and thanksgiving. I really sense God speaking that into my heart. It's been a rough couple of years, hasn't it? It's easy to wonder if if there's any end to all this political jockeying, the pandemic, censorship, and cancel culture, and all the things that are going on around us in the world. These are realities that we need to be cognizant of. But even though I'm cognizant of all these things, I recognize that Jesus is still my Lord, and He's still my King. We no longer have a dividing wall between us and God because the veil has been rent. Jesus Christ has given us direct access to come boldly into the throne of grace, the mercy seat of God, in the very presence of the King of kings and Lord of lords. We don't have to wait for the scepter to receive us. We can have access directly into the presence of the King because the King is summoning His bride. The King is summoning His church. We don't have to grovel. We don't have to wait for the scepter to be extended to us. In His presence, God gives us wisdom, 
favor and breakthroughs. He is the master of breakthroughs. He is the Baal Perizim. He gives us everything we need when we're in his presence. D.L. Moody said it well when he said, there are no limitations to those who've been in the presence of the Lord. Matthew 5.16, another reminder over and over to us is this, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and bring glory to your Father in heaven. People need hope. And they're not going to find that hope if you and I don't step up and let his light shine in us so they can see his life through us. May we all celebrate daily the goodness of the Lord for his protection, salvation, deliverance, and healing. May we daily show our gratitude by being gracious and charitable. May we remember the great, amazing, and abounding grace of God as we reflect on the story of Queen Esther and how the Lord used her to save his people. May we also rise up as modern-day Mordecais and as modern-day Esthers, and may we glorify the name of the Lord for a time such as this. A whole generation is waiting. A whole generation is at stake. There's so much more that I wanted to share with you on the king is summoning his bride, the king is summoning his church, but I'll do that more and unpack more in article form, and that will accompany this podcast. You see, I do believe that the king is summoning his bride, and the bride is making herself ready. In fact, Revelation 19 verse 7 says, Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife or his bride has made herself ready. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Prepare the bride. Prepare an ark of refuge of the Lord. Prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Get ready, get ready, get ready. Because the Lord is our Savior, our Liberator, our Deliverer, our Healer, our Freedom Giver. He is still on His throne, and the King is summoning us into His presence. And remember, there is no limitations to those who've been in the presence of the Lord. If you have a prayer request or praise report, you can email prayer at somebodycares.org. You can also call or text the 24-hour Somebody Cares prayer line, 855-459-CARE. Again, that number is 855-459-CARE. We hope you enjoyed this episode of A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends and ask you to prayerfully consider supporting the ministry at somebodycares.org or by texting your donation amount to 805-422-7348. Please join us again for A Word in Season with Doug Stringer and Friends.